A recent clinical review on the BMJ.com looks at the diagnosis of pituitary adenoma and how best to manage it. I'm Navjot Lada, the clinical reviews editor. Earlier this week, I spoke to a patient who has recently received transphenoidal surgery to remove a pituitary tumour. She wishes to remain anonymous, so in this interview we've re-recorded her words. So what treatment options were you given? The options I was given was A, surgery, or B, do nothing, C, wait and have a review in six months, six to 12 months' time. Those were the options I was given and I chose surgery. And uh, how will you talk through that decision? I had lots of questions about the surgery, what risks were involved in surgery, and the risks as we understood it was that it might not work. The surgeon and endocrinologist explained to us that often when you go in, because it is microsurgery, often when you go in you don't remove the whole tumour, or if you remove some of it you don't remove enough. So they said if that happened then you would go in for a second surgery, but they wouldn't go in for a third, and that's what they explained to us. And can I just clarify, was it the transphenoidal surgery that you had? Yeah, yeah, it was a transphenoidal surgery. At that initial appointment, the whole surgical procedure wasn't explained then. And I had a second pre-op appointment with a specialist nurse. And it was at that that they explained to me that it was a transphenoidal surgery. Okay. And everything that went along with it was explained at that session. And how did you find the surgery? What was it like? Well, I didn't react really well to the anaesthetic and I struggled with that. Um, I had fantastic care in the hospital. I had the surgery done. The surgeons, the staff, they're all amazing. They really were. Um, I didn't expect it to be the way it was, it's, you know, explained to me. I didn't really get the seriousness of it. Having never had brain surgery before and having not had family or friends having brain surgery, um, the way it was explained to me was almost as if it was a routine operation, a quite minor operation and nothing for you to worry about. It wasn't until I came away from the surgery, having had the operation, that I realised how serious it was. So I think in a way I was missold that in a way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you were told it was not as serious as the procedure as you later found it to be. I had that initial week in hospital with the surgery and then I was discharged and then I was readmitted again. I was admitted three times in the end. Gosh, and what was that due to? Well, the first one was due to severe headaches and massive nosebleeds everywhere. They couldn't control my pain relief. I had the most massive headaches ever. I thought my brain was about to explode. And like these are the things I think patients should be more aware of. Maybe they think that's too much information. Maybe they worry about scaring somebody. But I'd have liked to have known about those things like that. Yeah, yeah. So when you gave your consent for the operation, what kind of information was given to you? Were things like nosebleeds and headaches discussed with you at all? No. When I signed the consent form, I was very shocked because one of them talked about the risks of stroke and all the things that could happen during surgery. And I was very shocked because I was at that point of, I was like, I said, I was going to do this. I was going to have this, you know, have to do this. And it's frightened the life out of me because these were things that um, were never really explained to me. I was told this has the same risks as normal surgery. And maybe I was naive because I didn't ask what the risks of normal surgery were. I just thought it was a normal surgery, like getting your appendix out or getting your tonsils out, something like that. I didn't, I didn't think I didn't appreciate how serious it was. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster for you. Um, was there anything else about the recovery that you'd wish you'd known? Yeah, um, not to underestimate the recovery time. At my initial consultation, I was told I'd need a, maybe a week for surgery, three to five days in hospital, then two weeks recovery. And that's what I told my employers, but it was actually two months in the end. 
and the specialist nurse on the ward told me four weeks recovery. So that's really something you need to think about, how long you'll need to take off work to tell your employers. It sounds like it would have been helpful for you to have talked you through, you know, if you have the surgery, this is what it'll be like afterwards. If you don't have the surgery, this is what it will be like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good suggestion. And also, if you have surgery, this is what might go wrong. Not to scare people, but to let them know that you can, you know, get infection, you can get headaches and nosebleeds, just so you know. With knowing all this in mind, is there anything that you found from your experience of having surgery that you think others would find useful or any resources that they should look at? Yeah, I think one of the things mentioned to me by the specialist nurse was that there's a pituitary organisation. I didn't approach them and perhaps I should have done that and that's a fault of my own. But if you go onto that website, you have a great website which tells you all sorts of things um, that somebody who doesn't have medical knowledge can gain a lot of information from that. I didn't go down that route and I'm sorry I didn't because I'd have known what to expect more. The pituitary organisation mentioned there was the Pituitary Foundation and their website is pituitary.org.uk. Links are from the podcast page. There you'll also find links to the clinical review mentioned.